45th Annual Cancer Control Society Convention, Labor Day weekend 2017 at the lovely Hilton Hotel in Glendale, California. We're very, very happy to, to have you here. And our next speaker, uh, chiropractor by, by training, education, and, and of course experience, um, and he's going to talk to us about treating the cause of the disease rather than just treating the, the disease itself. Uh, Dr. Uh, Kevin Connors uh, has, not just like share a little personal thing, has five children, and in the biographies it mentions 12 grandchildren. Uh, that's two more than my wife and I have, and then he uh, mentioned to me uh, just before that since our programs were printed, uh, he has three more grandchildren. So he has a total of 15, uh, but he is here to talk to us about stop fighting cancer and start treating the, the cause. Dr. Connors, very happy to have you here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, start treating the cause. Everybody wants to treat the cause, that's a big that's a big thing for me in our office. Uh, the slide that was just up there was a book that I wrote. I can't remember when I wrote it, probably about seven, eight years ago, and I've updated it a couple of times. Uh, and and uh, share a little bit why I titled it that way. Because when I started seeing patients that had cancer, um, it was about 18 years ago. I graduated as a chiropractor. Um, actually graduated as a kinesiologist chiropractor, so I did a lot of what would be known now as functional medicine back in 1986, and saw a lot of people with adrenal issues and hormone issues and, and such. And I was always interested in um, frequency technology. I didn't really know then why I was interested in it, but I, I do now. And I, I studied Reif's work and he, he worked on light frequencies, and, and I was just drawn to it. And I do know that it was just God that was drawing me to it. And I actually picked out the Rife machine that I wanted to have in and, and my office, and I actually called the company, and I was about that close to ordering one probably a dozen times and had the picture of it up on my desk, ahead of my desk. But goodness sakes, I was a chiropractor. I don't treat cancer patients. Why, why was this hunger in my heart for this? Well, I had a very big chiropractic practice and it was being blessed in a lot of ways, but I just felt empty in a lot of ways. And in, and in I think it was 1997 or 1992, I sold my practice because I just knew God was leading me in a different direction. And we ended up uh, spending some time in training and went and became full-time missionaries down in Monterrey, Mexico. And I taught at a Bible school down there, and we worked at an orphanage down there, and really believed that that's what God wanted us to do. And I thought, well, maybe uh, he trained me to be a chiropractor and, and trained me in natural medicine to be able to help unfortunate people down there. And we did wonderful work, and, and God blessed it. But I still felt like there was just this aching urge that that wasn't what we were supposed to do. Um, I do know that God sometimes takes things away from you when it becomes an idol in your heart. And I do believe that I wanted to be a chiropractor when I was a, in, uh, in junior in high school when I got helped by a chiropractor. And it, was, it had become kind of an idol in my life. So 
I think that looking back at it now, God kind of took that away from me for a purpose, to be able to teach me and show me things. Well, he did teach me and show me things. He gave me back a practice um, in the late 90s. But then he revealed to me that it wasn't going to be a chiropractic practice. One of my patients, who was a chiropractic patient, came to me and said, I have to talk to you right now. And she was normally this jovial, bubbly, 68-year-old woman, and she was just looked terrified. So I brought her into the back office. I said, what's wrong, Char? And she said, I found out I have breast cancer in both breasts, and it's um, triple negative. They said, it's the worst you could get. And they said, if I don't do chemo and radiation, I have three months to live. And I kind of stood there, very wide-eyed, wondering why she's telling me this, because I'm a chiropractor. And she said, well, no, you don't understand. I nursed my friend through the chemo, and she died of the chemo, my best friend, five months ago. I'm not doing that. If you can't help me, well, then I'm just ready to die. And it's not very often in my life that I hear these aha moments but that was one of them where I really felt the Holy Spirit just say, it's time, and I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I said, Shar, don't even ask me what it is. I'm going to go order a rife now, have a second day, next day air it to me, and I want you to come in and do this. And it was miraculous. That was my beginning. It was my lesson, and it was hers too. She lived another 15 years and died of a heart attack. Then God slowly brought another cancer patient and another cancer patient and another cancer patient. I thought, oh my goodness, what is going on here? And I got a little worried as I was studying and studying and studying all this stuff that you're learning here on what to do to help cancer patients because I'm a little obsessive compulsive when it comes to that. And, but I felt like, what if I'm missing something? So I went and got a degree in, uh, in um, different alternative medicine, functional medicine degrees. I got a fellowship in functional medicine, anti-aging medicine, and, and in integrative cancer therapy and botanical medicine, and now genetics. And, and that's kind of been my lifelong quest, just to constantly look at what the cause is. Because that's one thing that God put in my heart from the very beginning, is that it's not about the diagnosis. To me, a diagnosis is a Latin name for a collection of symptoms. It's about what's the cause of that. So we don't want to label somebody with putting a stamp on them with a Latin name that gives them a disease. Besides, I don't want to ever label a person that they own that disease. We want to find out what the cause of this is. The, the disease itself is something going on in the body that's not supposed to be going on in the body, and there's a reason why. The other thing that I noticed with cancer patients is that this whole anger issue, and I'm sorry if you're there, because I know that that's stages that we go through when we get the big diagnosis of cancer. We go through anger and depression and upsetness, and, and that's normal and that's healthy, but I don't think it's valuable to live there. So the whole idea of you see on the internet now, um, you know, F cancer and all this stuff. It's like, I understand where people are coming from. They're upset that they have this diagnosis or they're upset that, that cancer seems to be taking their loved one's lives, but I don't think it's healthy for the patient to stay there. So my philosophy with my patients is to stop fighting cancer and look at it in a different perspective. It's there for a reason. Maybe it's because of my exposure to toxins. Maybe it's because of my, my bad relationships that I had. There's multiple reasons why cancer is there. Let's discover why and let's work on that. I think it's a healthier relationship.
to be in with whatever you got going on because this cancer that's growing inside of me is an aberrant process that I need help with. And I believe that we serve a sovereign God and he knows what he's doing. And he did allow this to happen in my life. And yes, maybe it's a curse, maybe it's a demonic, maybe it's whatever. But whatever else it is, it's something for me to learn from and to grow through and to discover why it's there and to start working at changing that. So that's why I titled my book, Stop Fighting Cancer. And let's start looking at the cause. I have several other books out on cancer. I'm really big into um, cancer genetics, and we're going to talk a little bit about that here today. Hopefully, we'll have time. And I, have, I treat Lyme patients in my office, so I have three or four Lyme books that I've written and a bunch of other stuff. Also, just so you know, if you do have any interest in my books, I only brought what I could carry in my bag here. I don't sell a ton of books, though they're all on Amazon, because I give them away free on my website. So you can go on the connersclinic.com website and download them all for free if you want to. If you do download our books for free, you'll get on our cancer newsletter or our live newsletter, depending on what books you uh, download. And nowhere am I ever selling anything or anything like that. My belief is that God gives me information and I have to give it away. So I like to teach and... Um, when they said I only had 25 minutes, I thought, what? <laughs> All right, so we got to get going. All right, so next slide. I talk about four pillars to dealing with cancer. So that's our approach that God kind of gave me years ago, these four major pillars. And then I go off of that, these four pillars to healing. The first pillar is finding the cause. I always thought it was weird that you study cancer in pathological reports and they could do a smear of, a, of stomach cancer cells post-mortem after a person died and realize that if you look up at the World Health Organization that the number one cause of stomach cancer worldwide is H. pylori infection. And it's like, goodness sakes, even knowing that information, has anyone gone the conventional method of treating cancer with stomach cancer and have the oncologist say, boy, we should treat H. pylori in you because that's the number one cause of stomach cancer worldwide. I have not yet had anybody tell me that that had stomach cancer. And it's like, why? They, don't, they just ignore it. Well, I know why. They don't have a drug for all these different things, so no sense looking for it. I think that's ridiculous. So in all our patients, we check for the cause. So the cause of the cancer isn't, if I find out the cause of the cancer, you have stomach cancer, is H. pylori, and we treat the H. pylori, that necessarily, won't necessarily take care of the existing cancer itself. We still have to work on the cancer. Somebody's cell phone is up here going off, but uh, I don't know who's there. So we'll just hang up. I should have answered it and started talking. That would have been better. So treating the cause of the cancer is primary, even though that's not going to, in my mind, necessarily take the cancer away. It's going to help prevent metastasis. It can help prevent the growth of circulating tumor cells taking up home and raising a family somewhere else. So that's piece number one. Piece number two is proper personalized nutrition. 
Now you'll see a whole bunch of booths out here, a whole bunch of information about what to do specifically for cancer. And I, my philosophy is a little bit different than other people's philosophy in treating cancer. I believe less is more. I don't believe hitting everything all at once. And I think if that's what you do, that's fine. But that's not what I do with our patients. So with our patients, I want to be as specific as possible. So if you, my, my understanding of physiology is the more things that you take in and absorb, let's say I'm going to take every supplement there is because I heard this was good and Aunt Ellen said this helped her brother with cancer and this guy at church said his sister's friend's uncle got cured of cancer using this product, so I'm going to use these products. And if we take too many things and our body cannot use those, our liver has to detoxify that. So when we overload our liver detox pathways, that can be a bad thing. So in my practice, I want to be as specific as possible. So we test each person individually. Many times they'll get people calling and say, what's your protocol for prostate cancer? I don't have a protocol for prostate cancer. Everybody's different. I could have two twin sisters with left breast cancer, the exact same cancer, and they got it the same day, and they could have a completely different protocol after we test them because they could have a different cause. And even if they have the same cause, what's going to work on one person is not going to work on the other person. So we do that. We do very specific testing in our office. So I have just about every product that's out there and a whole lot more on my shelves, but we test everybody individually. That's just my belief. So personalized nutrition is important for us. Not only is nutrition, so when I talk about personalized nutrition, it's what are we going to take from a nutraceutical standpoint to help kill the cancer? What nutraceutical? Is it going to be, uh, you know, what specific nutrient is going to be the best thing that's going to be for that person to kill the cancer? The other thing about personalized nutrition is diet. And I'll talk about this on a later slide, but I'm going to touch on it now because I'm thinking about it is that there's, what diet does a cancer patient do? Oh, the main rage right now is a ketogenic diet. Everybody should go on a ketogenic diet. I know, not, no, they shouldn't. So, well, no, they should go on a, you know, more of a Gershon type diet where they're low, low protein and they're juicing and everybody should be juicing. Everybody that has cancer should be juicing. Well, juicing and ketogenic diet do not go together, okay? So a ketogenic diet is severely limiting your glucose intake in every way, shape, and form. You can't even have root vegetables in a ketogenic diet because we're trying to get your body to start functioning off of ketones so that glycolysis is impaired. So when you take in glucose, it goes through glycolysis and, and it, it can feed cancer through lactic acid because some cancers can feed off of lactic acid. Other cancers can feed off of glutamine and methionine. Those are amino acids. Oh, well, a ketogenic diet, you're eating lots of meat, lots of protein, lots of fat. Wait a second, that's very high in glutamine and methionine. Whoa, totally opposite diets. What's right for me? Which one should I do? So in, in our office, we do genetic testing. That's actually the fourth pillar. I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's really important because it depends upon your genes. They give us clues on what, is the, what metabolic pathway your cancer is going to feed off of. So if I have specific genetic defects on certain genes that's going to allow excess methionine, excess glutamine, then cancer has got a fuel source. And really, if you're really going to, quote unquote, fight cancer, 
you have to do so like a military spirit and go, what's the best way to win this battle? Let's cut off the supply lines. And that's what we have to do with diet. So what are that person's, what is that person's main supply line? Is it glutamine? Is it methionine? Is it glucose through lactic acid through glycolysis? There's a way to know that and your genes give us lots of clues. So we do genetic testing on everybody. So that's really, really important to me because you could be on this textbook perfect diet because I read about this or my friend told me their cancer got cured by a ketogenic diet and you're actually feeding the cancer with excess glutamine and methionine. So people ask me, well, you got to look at the fads and you got to be really careful because what a fad might be, it might be good for a certain person that got healed with, you know, gut issues or whatever issues and then they jump on that bandwagon and think that it's fit for everyone and we're all individuals. Every single person is different and if you don't treat people differently and test them differently so to find out what's going to be specific for them, I think we miss things. So we have a real good success rate in our office and I think partly it's due to this. So we have to be as specific as possible. We use frequency healing in my office. I told you my story about my first cancer patient ever who we use the Rife technology. We use Rife technology for all our cancer patients. But it's how you, how you program that Rife that makes a difference. So if you don't know what Rife is, if that's all new to you, I have a bunch of videos on our website. And our website is free to use, so I think I have over 200 videos on our website. You'll get sick of listening to me. I can't even listen to me. But I like to teach. Anything I learn new, I want to put it out there because this shouldn't be just for doctors. This should be for patients to learn this stuff. So we use frequency technology. We use sound frequency and light frequency. Light frequency is with the Rife machine. Our cancer patients, all of them go home with a Rife machine that's programmed to them and they use it at night while they sleep. Because my philosophy in cancer is that I don't want my patients making an idol out of treating their cancer. So I don't want my patients going home and spending all day long juicing, doing this, thinking of what they got to take, thinking of what they got to do, thinking of what they They're no good to anybody. What's, if I had to do that, I think I'd just rather not die and go back home to heaven because if I can't be used to people here on earth, then what sense is it? And I don't want them to be so consumed with treating their cancer that they're no earthly good. So most of our treatment is done at night. All of our patients are sleeping with the Rife. We do that. My wife had melanoma going on five years ago in a, this coming October. And she went through the same processes as all my patients do. We run a Rife every single night. I flip open the computer, boot up their program, hit, their, hit the program that I made for my wife and I, hit run, close the computer, the bulb's in bed with us. And that's the new norm for my patients. Might as well get treated. You gotta sleep anyhow, might as well get treated. And then you can live during the day. And again, because we use specific nutrition, you're not taking 40 different supplements, you might be taking three or four. And then we do genetic testing. So genetic testing is really important to me because it tells us an enormous amount of information about that patient. So we test right now about 9,000 genes. And we really look at about 2,000 of them real closely. 
and I probably have two dozen videos on our website about genetic testing. If you watch just the one where I go over somebody's genes, it's actually over a year old, I have to update it, because it takes about two hours or so to go over somebody's genes at least, and that's just the, the main piece that we go over. But you can tell the three major diet types. So I told you the two, a ketogenic diet on one side, a low protein diet, low glutamine, low methionine diet on the other side, and then the middle diet is a mixed diet. So before I have a patient's genetics back, which when they come to me, usually I don't have their genes back yet. Most of them haven't run a complete 23andMe panel yet. Uh, before we have that back, we put people on a mixed diet, which is low glutamine, low methionine, low sugar. But they are getting, you know, they're not getting like a low sugar diet like a ketogenic, and they're not getting a low glutamine, low methionine like a full low protein diet, but it's a mixed. So about a third of our patients are uh, stay on that because their genes don't give us clues that it's fed mainly by that uh, a pathway or not. Because some cancers, though sugar's bad for everybody, some cancers aren't specifically fed through dietary, their diet, they're just not. Some are specifically fed through methionine and glutamine. Some are specifically fed through, through glycolysis. So we want to find out what that is with that patient. And we have to look at detox pathways. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that get cancer. When you talk about causes, what is the cause of cancer? Somebody wrote a book, Fungus is the Cause of All Cancer. I don't believe that's true. There is about as many different causes of cancer as there are things in our environment. So if I have defects and I just put two little pieces of the detox pathway genetics up here, there's like pages of them, we have to look at all those detox pathways, but like this person on their pond one pathway where that's the pathway that you detoxify pesticides, insecticides, large chemicals, and vaccinations. If I have defects on that pathway and I am exposed to those things, I can't get them out of my body very well. So then they settle in cells. And then they settle in cells and they can interrupt the cell replication cycle. And that's called cancer. So knowing that is kind of important. Should anybody be using pesticides, insecticides, and getting vaccinated? My opinion, no. However, knowing that I have that pathway defect makes me more vigilant in staying tuned to what I'm supposed to say tuned to. And then you can help support that pathway with very specific nutrition to support that pathway. So again, it gets back to that specificity based upon their genetics, based upon other testing, so that we can be as in tune to that person as possible and not have them on so many different things that they just can't stay on. And then we look also at the tumor suppressor genes because your tumor suppressor genes are what are supposed to kick on if that cell goes into replication. And if I have defects on any specific tumor suppressor genes, then it's less likely to kick on and cause apoptosis in that cell that's replicating. So it's important to look at those because there's very specific nutrition that you could use to support that. Plus, that's a big piece of what gives us the key to the diet of what could be feeding the cancer. So genetics are important. It's an important piece of what we do for our practice. Please look at our website, use it as a reference for different things, watch some of my videos if you can, and um, my new book, Cancer Genes, is not out yet, but that's going to be a constantly changing 
uh, book that's going to be all on video. Um, and then my book, Cancer Can't Kill You, I come from a very Christian perspective, as you probably could tell. And I believe that if we're surrendered to our Heavenly Father, then yes, we are supposed to deal with the things on this earth. Disease is one of them. But the most important thing is what we're going to do with eternity. All right, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Um, I will be out at the Cancer Tutor booth. Um, and a little plug for them, we are a cancer tutor clinic um, that they research and put us through the scrutiny to be able to be a clinic for them. So check out their website. They are a wealth of information as well. So if you need to talk to me, I'll be out there for a little bit. Thank you much.